you know, he texts me all the time. We text each other just, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. And then someone said, you know, he's really into you, right? I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And it's like, no, he is. And then someone else said the same thing. He's really into you. So the next day, we, we were sort of out, like just hanging out like we were going to anyway. And I made a move to make out with him. He's like, whoa. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. I don't like you that way. And I was like, holy shit. I'm oh. such a fucking, like, that's, that hurt. And Did you tell him? Like, everyone told me to do it. Yeah. This and was- then, then I told my friends, like, you're an idiot. He wasn't into me. And she laughed. I'm like, you're, fuck you. Fuck all of you. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the podcast bros, the Insta hoes, the TikTok thoughts and Tumblrinas. What's up, all you Craigslist cruisers? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. I guess you could call me a retired Craigslist cruiser. That does seem to describe me from the ages of 19 to 28. RIP personal section. Been coming at you every Wednesday with sex positive conversations for nearly nine years. Oh, wow. This week, uh, I'm chatting with stand-up comedian Jay McBride. Her newest stand-up special, Daddy's Girl, comes out on Friday on YouTube. She's a nationally touring headliner and a, a regular at the Comedy Cellar, which is, if you don't know, it means she's really fucking funny. And you're going to experience that in just a little bit, everybody. That podcast bro article, I got I, did y'all see that last week? The writer could have been far more vicious. If you didn't catch it, early last week, the New York Times put out an article called, Would You Date a Podcast Bro? And all you single ladies probably in your 20s, 30s, and 40s have been on a first date, uh, probably an online date with a podcast bro. You probably were like, oh, he's got like a really great voice. And then you found out like he uses that voice far too much because he did not ask you a single question other than, uh, oh, uh, what did you want to order? I don't know. That's at least my thought of a podcast bro. The article is actually not anything crazy. It's If you actually read the article, it's really just people going like, yeah, maybe it's a red flag. Maybe it's not. You do you, boo-boo. But I really don't think like the podcast bro is that far off from like chick with trust fund who is trying her hand at travel blogging. Is it is it that far off? Like if shots are going to be fired. Carol's 237 Instagram followers for her blog cruising with Carol. We know that's not paying the bills. I'm not I'm not going to make fun of you for swinging the bat. I dig someone with a realistic passion. I think that's cool. Anyways, I'm linking to the New York Times article in the show notes. I opened it up prepared to be very defensive, and I ended up being like, yeah. Tinder and Bumble, I have not swiped in this calendar year. I think I opened up Field like once and like did a few tabs, but I was kind of like, I don't really care. I like that I'm not swiping. And I'm doing even more okay because uh, as of recording this, it's Monday. I am now... 
13 days, no marijuana, no weed for Billy in almost two weeks. This is a, whoo, and I'm feeling it. I am feeling up my drive, like my sex drive. Let's just start there. My sex drive has resurged in a way that I'm like, oh, I'm like concerned about this like I was back in 2017. Yeah, this is good. I think this is a good sign. I have a new maturity to be able to handle the libido I once had. If you're newer to the program or you jumped in at some point and you don't really know too much about my history, I didn't smoke weed at all. Most of the time when people would offer me weed, I would say, oh, no thanks, I don't smoke. And which would be weird to people because my pupils apparently are super dilated. I've been accused quite a few times of being under the influence of a variety of substances I've never even seen in person. Like I remember freshman year at my boarding school, I had to go to like a five week summer orientation and I was a big Kevin Smith fan, huge Kevin Smith fan. Didn't understand most of of the jokes, but like I knew I was a Kevin Smith fan and I saved up all my money working at the pizza shop that summer so that my mom could send me down with the babysitter to Red Bank, New Jersey to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash so I could just go fucking haywire. Yeah, I could have ordered it on the internet, but I wanted to make the pilgrimage. That was my mecca. And Kevin Smith is the creator of Bluntman and Chronic, or the creator of the characters who create Bluntman and Chronic, but all the same. And one of the things I bought was this Bluntman and Chronic poster. Like, you know, they're looking like superheroes and it just, it's funny, whatever. I don't even under, like I don't even know what chronic was. I think it had to do with weed, but I didn't quite know if it like was the weed itself. Was it some sort of weed apparatus? Was it a smoking device? Was it paraphernalia? I'd heard that word. I I put it up in my dorm room. And the first morning, the dean, Mr. Neal, he he's coming around and he's checking all the dorms, you know, all these new kids checking our our room inspections that we had every morning. And the first morning I'm there, he comes in, he looks at the wall. And he tears down my poster and I start crying because I didn't know I wasn't allowed to have that. If someone had said, you're not allowed to have that, I would have just taken it down and rolled it up and put it in a closet or like sent it back home. I would just, you know, I'm not trying to break the rules. You just got to tell me what the rules are. Instead of telling me you need to take that down, he just tears it up. I start crying. He takes me into the stairwell. It's like 730 in the morning after my first night sleeping in Connecticut and he he, he, he just leans down at me because he's a former like linebacker. And so he just like, he's got these big traps and he's leaning down. He's got his buzz cap and he's just staring at me, scared shitless 14 year old boy and says, have you been smoking pot? And I said, I'm not even really sure what pot is. And he's like, your pupils are dilated and your eyes are bloodshot. And I'm like, cause I'm crying. Cause you just, I'm very scared right now. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I would like frequently until uh, one, un- until they realized how much of a good boy I was and how much I didn't do drugs. I got accused of doing drugs a lot. Anyways, I didn't start smoking weed more regularly until like every once in a while, 2017, 2018. But by 2019, I became like a very regular smoker. And by the time lockdown hit, I mean, I am an everyday smoker. I do not want to experience this world until all this shit is over. And I've had a hard time like breaking that habit. Several weeks ago, I saw Kevin Smith post on Instagram. It was the uh, anniversary, five-year anniversary of his major heart attack that you know got him to get his health together. And like he slipped in there, he said, "Like yeah, and I've, you know, I'm also I'm also eight weeks no weed. 
I feel clear-headed. I feel different. I think this is the way I want to live life now. And I thought to myself, well, I mean, if that's what Kevin's doing. And he's feeling more creative and he's feeling a drive and he, all right, I'll give it a try. Second day into not smoking weed, I was like, I, I got invited for a booty call. I left my apartment after midnight, a thing that would never happen if I was home and stoned alone. And I've been feeling it like I'm, I'm hornier again, not just to like jack it, but to like go out and connect sexually with other humans. I am in a better mood. I am clear headed. I don't wake up with that fog, that, that like pseudo marijuana hangover in the morning. I'm writing at nine o'clock at night. Can't remember last time that that happened. So I don't know. I'm excited about it. Like, yeah, weed does make sex feel great, but smoking weed regularly was starting to prevent me from even getting to the sex that was going to feel great. So yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm doing a marijuana list March and it feels good people. And you know what else is going to feel dope this Saturday, the naked comedy show at Hacienda. Yes. Last Saturday I was there, uh, to like 5am for a fuck party. And this Saturday I'm going to be there taking my clothes off on stage and telling some jokes. Tickets are still available for both our 8 and 10 o'clock shows. I'll have a ticket link at the top of this week's show notes. Uh, and also, it's also in my Instagram bio as well. Hope to see y'all there. Oh, and uh, if I didn't say already, it's clothing optional for the audience. Hey. Before I get to my guest this week, Jay McBride, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. Uh, I want to I give a shout out right now. This fan whore, she's real nice and sweet to me on Twitter too. She doesn't even have to be. You know why? Because she's really hot. But like, it's also good to be hot and nice and sweet. And that's why I want to say thank you so much to E.B. Cotonord. She's a super cute courtesan uh, out in the Midwest. You Go follow her on Twitter at E.B. C-O-T-E-N-O-R-D. E.B. Cotonord. Thank you for supporting the Man Whore Podcast with an annual membership. Put in in the commitment, babies. Looking forward to sharing that sweet, sweet, sexy bonus content with you all year round. Did you know you can save money with an annual membership? Pay up front, save some money, helps Billy make the rent the next month. Become a member today. Enjoy the benefits at patreon.com slash podcast or download the Patreon app and find me on there. Okay, uh, Jay McBride. Super funny stand-up comedian. Visit her website, jmcbride.com for all of her touring dates. You're going to want to catch her if she's in a city near you. And if you live in, uh, in New York City, I got to say, catch her at the Comedy Cellar. Might be the best comedy club in the country. Certainly the best club in New York. Even if, even if they make all the comics wear their clothes. We'll forgive them for that one. Let's go talk about dating and detransitions with Jay McBride. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's this one cartoonist, Ben Garrison, who uh, right, draws all these like pro-Trump cartoons. And he's like super MAGA. But, but every time he draws Trump, it's like a full head of hair. It's like a muscular guy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's very weird. It's always like the superhero. Thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, stop yeah. it. It's like, come on, bitch, please. Like, like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. I like Obama. I loved Obama. I don't think I would ever draw him in a way that's like fuckable to everybody. I, but you know like Obama's I mean? already fuckable. He's to already most fuckable. People, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> he's already, he's already fuckable. He's but, arguably you know. one of the most fuckable presidents we had. He's, yeah. I'd JFK. say more than JFK, more than JFK. Definitely more than Clinton. Clinton's a fucking dirtbag. He's so dirty. He's so dirty. <laughs> yeah. But have you looked, but I, I don't know why. But he was like a sex symbol in the '90s. Like Clinton was in think? the '90s. He came out with that saxophone. I think he was a sex symbol for a president. I mean, like I don't think anyone anyone listened to a saxophone in the '90s and thought, "Ooh, girl," you know? Because I played the sax in high school. No one, no, <laughs> no one was turned on. By- I, I played the sax in high school, and that. So yeah. So this is like so she so first step was like getting that done. Right. I did that at AVN, and then and then now then it was making her aware of it. She is aware of it. She loves it. She said she oh, loves Susan it. Stranded said that? Oh, Susan got the Twitter. We got we got the Twitter attention from her a couple times with it. Nice. And then the next step is obviously like, hey, I'm also an monogamous. So like, hey, come on, bye. you know, let's. If I were a porn star, I'd, I'd call myself Susan Sarandong. That's a great. Thank you. That's Thank you. Great... <laughs> I'm out of here. That's it's all downhill from here. Oh no, I did have one porn star refuse to sign it because of politics, though. Really? Yeah. Because they hate Sarandon. She was super anti-Clinton, and so. Very politely, very respectfully, right. declined to sign right. it in the hotel room. And when I was like, hey, do you want to sign it too? She's like, she was a Bernie bro. I'm going to pass. I, oh, wow. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. That's right. Fine. That's the point. Just like to like almost like a, an ink, ink facial slash chest load. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, look, I'm not going to tell you how to sign it. If you right, ruin right. her beautiful face with the Nina Hartley autograph, that is an autograph right. I'm okay with. Yeah ruining susan but like that yeah. is my queen i mean and- like although let's be honest hillary clinton was a ter- most people hate hillary clinton you Me know too. like i hate the clintons i just like most people plug their nose some people didn't it's like it is what it is yeah it was like it, i mean burr was like you have someone who's like an idiot or someone who's evil right like, pick who you gotta pick. <laughs> yeah yeah so, I, mean, I mean yeah she's like not nearly as evil she's got a touch of it she's got a touch of evil i think like a touch of like uh like like you know she's very self-centered very you know but I don't think she's ordered hits on anyone. I do think she has it in her. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Like she would enjoy the drone strikes more than she should. You know, uh, what if? But what I'd if, be fine. With that. What if that's what she got off to at night? Was that's what she <laughs> she rubbed one out to when she had her her presidential Hitachi? Right. That maybe that's what she she has like a someone built a drone that just like rubbed your labia like a sex toy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a helicopter that just sort of like landed on it. <laughs> Ugh. Wait, have you ever jerked off to like a a, a presidential person? No, no, no. I no. I never even turned you on in politics. Never even thought about it. No? I have a I have a tough time. Uh, like I don't have nearly the sex drive since like when I transitioned. Like one of the things, estrogen just really drops the sex drive a lot. Okay. So uh, 
we're we're recording. Oh, right? we're, we're on. Just, uh, I'm, right. I do that annoying Mark Marin thing where I'm like, at some point, right. like, we fade in and <laughs> we'll be like, all right, are we recording? Oh, we're doing okay. the whole time. Oh, fuck you. It's all right, like, cool, yeah. cool. So, yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I'll, I'll say. I I'm assume here. so. I mean, I was like holding the microphone up to my mouth like we're recording. Um, just but, like just like a six minute sound check. Uh, right. Of yeah. Just, totally. I, totally. I'm really bad at levels. Oh, I, I need you to talk fine. that long to okay <laughs> to check. No, but but um, like like honestly, like like. Like masturbation now takes work. It's like I need to set aside an afternoon, you know, that sort of thing. It's not like I can just like masturbate in the shower. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's not like that anymore. It's, it's like you really need to like take a day and then just like, you know, like, all right, we'll do this today. Let's get up for it. You know, like I, I kind of it's it's weird how, how like I just have, you know, as a guy, like you can jerk off three times a day. Yeah. You know, some guys like. I don't think I ever did. I think two. I think I jerked off twice in a Only day. Two? That was that was the, the. But I didn't even. I, I like here's how pathetic. Like I was raised very Catholic. We didn't talk about sex. I didn't even masturbate until college. I had no idea. I would just have wet dreams a lot though because like all that like stuff. I didn't know. You know, and then people would make masturbation jokes. And I'd be like, I don't understand choking. Like I didn't understand that what the whole Why thing was. Why is there a chicken involved at all? Yeah, Why I was like, I was like, very you, just, dangerous. Wait, you just squeeze it. I don't understand. So so then you know, and then finally I'm just like. Oh, do you declaw the chicken? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. It depends what you're into. I bring um, it into the bed, otherwise. Right, that's... right. Uh, like I said, the estrogen just really. Although it's oddly enough, now I can have multiple orgasms, like up to like five sometimes. In crazy, like one sesh? crazy. Yeah, in one sesh. Like, w- like with ejaculation. Or... Yeah, but it's like it's not real. Like a little. Oh, like a, a little. Yeah, and then sometimes it'll be like I have to like pee after the number two or three. But then I go right. It's weird. It's it's like I don't think once it's weird. I, that's a gift. Once I get going, it's like. But it, they're also not as good as when I was a guy. Uh huh. Like that, they aren't as like, bam, all at once, and you're like relieved, and you're ah, that was great. Right. Because when, when when like like as a guy, it's like I come some if I if I want to, I can just uh-huh. be like, and I'm done. I'm good. Right. Yeah. And you're just like I'm coming and. Fuck, I guess I have the key. I yeah, gotta go yeah. then. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. And then after like like four or five, you're like, okay, now I'm tired. I wonder if there's like a binge element to it. It's like if I worked it up to right. do this, like I've got to get right. weeks worth of coming. <laughs> right. It's done an OCD today. thing. It's an OCD thing. So, uh, yeah. Oh, before I was OCD. My sex like, toy is just a nub. <laughs> what well, was just like, no, I have to turn the lights off four times. I got to come four times. <laughs> Check the stove. I can't come till I check the stove. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm just thinking about, is it going to blow up? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it is interesting what you can what you can mix up in there. Do you yeah. have to make it, like, is it like more of a decision? Like, I'm going to masturbate today. Or is it like, ooh, today I think right. I actually want to masturbate and now I'm going to. Uh-huh. That, that's kind of like, I mean, some, like, like um, for example, I'll, I'll have like a little bit of a sex sex drive like um, i'll be in bed one night and be like oh all right i can see rubbing myself a little bit but i won't be like yeah but that means oh that means maybe i'm ready tomorrow <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I've, I've talked to some chicks who go like i like Ellen says if it's part of a self-care routine like uh-huh. i do yoga on wednesdays and i need to masturbate on like tuesday and thursday right. nights with me it's like every couple weeks it feels like you no wonder you get so much no no wonder you're crushing <laughs> it in comedy well I don't, you're not distracted by this all the right. time sometimes i think how much more would i get how much more long would i be in my career if i could put this down right i can see that i can see it. well maybe it's like it, it's not just that but i think uh, like when guys masturbate and there's such a like that relief like oh i can go to bed i can go to sleep now and that's it so like app maybe you need to do work and then reward yourself with a good long uh spank and then uh yeah well, this, this is probably a good time to just like briefly mention at least. That oh, I, that I'm trans? <laughs> oh, I wasn't even going to say oh. that. I, was, <laughs> I think they figured it out. <laughs> well, 
so, I don't know. Sometimes I'll have on like a trans guest. And I'll be like, you know what? Like, I'm, let's just talk. Wow. Right, I don't, right. It doesn't okay. always have to be right. just No, that, exactly. Right? So 100%. Like, I appreciate that, actually. I was just going to introduce you and be like, I'm here with the incredibly funny comedian, well, Jay McBride. Someone I only talk to in person once a decade. Right, right, right. This is good. We should be good till the the thirties, like yeah. early thirties. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll if, still if, be performing in a restaurant in Albany. <laughs> You'll be eating at the restaurant. Oh, that'd be nice. You perform at, what, what do they have up there? The Funny Bone is that? There is the Funny Bone's terrible though. I, I hate the Funny Bone. <laughs> they're they're just it's all those chains are terrible for comedy. I hate those chains. Yeah, yeah. I just like I don't know. It's weird. Like they give out all the free tickets and like it's like every, people from all over like. So it's like, even though I, I, I'm used to performing in front of conservative crowds or mixed crowds, like if it's all conservatives, especially in this this era, uh, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get people just some bros staring at me like I'm fucking a, a fucking groomer. Like I'm going to walk around cutting up kids penises or something, you know, so. But it's like you pay, like, but it's also it's like you're here, like you chose to come right. see me. So yeah. Why are you upset? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. No, hundred percent. But I mean, like New York is just like like the clubs are better. They're smaller. Yeah. They're more intimate. You can like talk to people, and it's it, yeah. Generally more liberal, but there is a mix. So yeah. It's not yeah. like the conservatism takes over the room. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Like I get people from red states all the time at the cellar. They'll be like, like there are people from Syracuse, which essentially is a red state. <laughs> you know, um, but they were great. They had so much fun. And what's but, interesting is that the, I feel like conservative crowds they like to laugh at themselves if you like call them yes. conservative. Yes, you'll be like, like you know, um, Mishawak, Indiana. You make a little fo- oh that that's not really that's not really a joke for the Fox News crowd. So they didn't laugh at the joke, but they like that I'm acknowledging. Uh-huh. I know that they're like a Fox News loving right, audience. right, hundred percent, hundred percent. I was doing for I I did this. Uh, what do they call those? Um, Rotary Club, not Rotary Elks Lodge. Elks Lodge. No, no, no. What, what, or one v- of the other ones. VFW. One of the, yes, a VFW, mm. and. Uh, and they were like, they're, they're just saying like, oh, you know, no, you're going to be great. They love the dirty stuff. They love all that stuff. And I was like, all right, we'll see. Yeah. And then um, you show up and they realize, oh, no, no, they just think I am dirty as an existence. Uh, right, right, like, right. Exactly. Exactly. And most of most of the set was great. But then towards the end, I was like, I, I said something about how, you know, and last year it was kind of there were over 250 anti-trans bills introduced and someone in the back yelled good. And I was like, all right, this bit, I'm not going to. And then it sounds like I was go back to calling your the pictures of the vfw vets pedophiles or whatever and like because i know you laugh at that shit but on the flip side of that like the liberal crowds whenever i call myself a trandy they're like you shouldn't use that word you know you know so it's it's like come on now come on now is, is that not wild is that not that's when like i think liberalism starts to like eat itself yeah. through the ouroboros type of thing you yeah know? yeah 100 percent. in new york they'll hear trans and just you know they're 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 assholes like tighten up you know they're like here we go you know and and so it's um yeah, but but whatever, you know, and I think just that was one of the good things about doing comedy in Albany and starting there is that I think I learned to talk to both uh-huh. and try to win everyone over. How, how do you so. do that? What's your strategy? Well, I make fun of myself okay. pretty much. And then I, you know, even if even if I tell a trans joke, in essence, I'm either making fun of myself or getting back at someone who was like clearly deserved it. You know, um, or like like my dad, I'll talk about my dad and how he was like, you know, he used to beat me and all this stuff. So then if I make fun of my dad, they're like, oh, I have dad issues too. You know what I mean? Or, or if, I, if I talk about growing up in a small town, there'll be people who are like, oh, I grew up in a small town too. So even though I'm I'm trans, I'm like, that pretty much imprints every part of my life growing up. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't like, I don't know what it's like to live other than being trans. So even though like that's part of who I am, I think that... I also there there are a lot of similarities that people are just like you know what yeah we're actually not that different. My hope is they look at it and say oh maybe I'm wrong maybe maybe all that I'm hearing about trans people is 
of trans people. Uh, maybe all that's wrong. Maybe Tucker Carlson doesn't know entirely what he's talking about. You know, I doubt it, but that that would be my goal to be like, you know, you know, maybe oh, maybe it's not like all trans people are evil and overly sensitive and trying to, you know, maybe they're just people, and that that's my goal. But I don't, how whether it works in this environment, I don't know. I mean, people before before Trump, I was in uh, Nebraska and rural Nebraska, not even Omaha. Mm-hmm. And they, some of the people there, I know they never met a trans person before. I know it. And they were coming up, shaking hands after show, talking about how great it was and how much they enjoyed it. And and that just made my day, you know? Because you're like, I am their first exposure. Right. And it seems like it went well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went well. They looked at me and as a comedian, a funny comedian, that's all they, they didn't look at me as a trans person first, you know? And, and the fact that being trans now is such a weird thing it's why is it's not political you know it's part of who we are you know it's it's but for some reason people just want to make it political everywhere both sides yeah. you know and it's frustrating it, it what what type of frustrations do you feel with that there's some i think people just like want to be like they'll say they'll want to say things like oh and we need we need like like hillary clinton talking about how pro-trans she, it's like no you're not like like you are now because like it's convenient and politically necessary but you weren't you weren't like she was very anti-trans even even kamala harris had a couple couple hip, hiccups but i like back in the day but i feel like people just they're giving lip service and tokening tokenizing more than they are actually looking at things and there are some like people always talk about like trans kids and trans kids um transitioning and like to be clear there are trans children and those their lives are made immeasurably better by transitioning and you also don't know that those trans children are trans children because well, like they may not know how to even say that depending well on the age and such no but i mean they do though i mean yeah. it gets to a point with the right therapy the right doctors there are and, the, and lately there's been this whole thing like some people aren't trans but they transition anyway they regret it they detransition they call mm. it so now clearly like that something needs to be done if that's the case i mean if you know, we do need to learn, even though it's only like one or two percent. Like, I feel like one that doesn't mean we have to punish trans kids for this one or two percent, but also we need to find out why. Like, and I think some some people on the liberal side, not really the trans side, just look at it as like this blind issue of like, like you know, no, 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 everything's bad. You blind know. support, right, right, right. And I think like it's important to look at that and be like, all right, why, why is this happening? And then it happens more to to. Um, kids who were born female so well why is that maybe we need to change the way we treat trans girls versus trans boys but mm-hmm. that's not something like liberals will say now and how much of that has to do with like so- social society yeah, societal pressures women and how men treat exactly women. Like, you know what maybe it's safer to not be a woman right and, and also then- like and like things like like society like women are more experimental in, in high school and, and college that so they're willing to, to be open to new things. They'll mm-hmm. try different things. I mean, like how many, how many women in college were like lesbian until graduation, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, well, I, it's I, just, I, my co-captain in track and field in high school was like lesbian through and through. And then like two years after we all graduated college, it was like, she's pregnant. Right. Oh, with right. a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. Progressive so, of her. <laughs> right. 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 And I mean that happens, and I think that's just something that people need to recognize too. But so I mean, there's a lot. Like, there's a reason why girls have eating disorders more often than guys. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think so. So that's the sort of thing that frustrates me. Where it's like instead of this, like everyone, like no matter what, if you're a therapist, you just blank check 
say you're trans yeah you go hear your hormones you know you know not that all right to be clear not a lot of kids are getting hormones like usually it's not until they're 16 or something like that so i mean there are but, guidelines in place yes 100%. i don't know them i'm a dumb comedian with a 100 percent. there are like, guidelines in place, and, and no one's getting their dick cut off at five years old you know no right. one's getting their boobs cut off like at, at 12 you know unless well there are actually actually like cis girls get their breast reductions all the time oh well, yeah well, yeah but not yeah. for not for transitioning right right you know, but i mean being I, uncomfortable I right but being uncomfortable is yeah. being uncomfortable you know whether it's for, for for that but i mean like i and i think like like i think i wish i hope therapists like actually learn and develop and make it you know, like they could help a lot and be like by, by being sure that someone's trans before you do all this stuff mm-hmm. and i think that's super important and I, I don't know that that's being addressed yeah and i don't and and, and and with the blind support thing like i'm trying not i just try not to like have a stance on it i mm-hmm. chris rock really informed me as a child where he's like you if you shouldn't decide your stance on an issue until you've heard the issue right. like he has this bit and i think it's bigger and blacker and said uh-huh. you like you know great uh, album great album. that was my first one of the best chris rock ever. CD. yeah maybe my first comedy cd so he has that bit where he goes like you know there's some shit i'm conservative about there's some shit i'm liberal about Crime, I'm conservative. Prostitution, I'm liberal. Right, right. right. And right there, I was like 11. I'm like, that, okay, I'm going to hear issues first. Right, right. I like picking my slate based on my team, you know? Like, I'm very liberal on all social issues, but gosh, don't ask me about capital punishment when that's important again. Right, right, you right. Know? I, <laughs> like, I know, I know. So, so for on detransitioning, like, I honestly, so I, you know, I've had Buck Angel on the show. I'm mm-hmm. friendly with Buck and I see him tweet a lot about he's the detransition stuff crazy yeah <laughs> he's he's very big on yeah. so what you the the concern you expressed mm-hmm. he has the dial cranked very high right right, right. and i don't understand right. even the issue so i'm not gonna try to like like when you said it's like if i'm on stage i use this word like and they say you can't say it's like what are you talking right about? right i'm not gonna yell at buck like you're wrong it feels it could be wrong. I right. don't know. Right. Well, um, that, I mean, like, especially like Twitter and the internet now, it's like people surround themselves with, with people they agree with and that's it. And and it's, so, I mean, like, like Buck Angel, especially it's like, yes, if it happens, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that trans kids don't still exist and don't, I mean, if when it, like the fact that like people see me like, I'm six foot tall and I have a lot of features that could be considered very mannish that make it my life more difficult than if I transitioned as as a kid. Uh, I wouldn't have been suicidal as a kid. I can guarantee that if I were allowed to transition at an early age. And that is happening now where kids are becoming suicidal and to force them to go through puberty, which testosterone is incredibly powerful. I mean, like, like to have to go through and it's, it's almost impossible to, to, undo the effects mm. you know to, to a large extent so i mean like it, it's to, to just do a blank check like detransitioning is happening all over the place we need to stop kids from getting this treatment it's like no we we need to be better at i mean at evaluating individual cases yeah. you also don't want the blank check right either. right i mean like here, people are misdiagnosed as having cancer you know that doesn't mean we stop treating cancer it means we get better at diagnosing it you know we find out why someone was misdiagnosed as having cancer we don't just say like no one gets chemo or everyone gets chemo you know it's, yeah. it's just like you know we have to and i think it's it's similar and and that's just how we need to look at it i didn't know like women were transitioning at young ages and detransitioning at like higher rates right i didn't realize that yeah uh, i was like okay interesting um yeah you know no, absolutely the, um and it, it's but because it li- like more people, liberal people media are, doesn't really cover it all right, and then, but right. then like fox news like covers it 
all the time. Well, and they, 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 like, there's some people who go on tour with someone who detransitioned, like conservatives will do that. And and it's like, like, this isn't the, that's not the norm, you know? And and it's frustrating. Conservatives love anecdotal evidence. 100%. They love anecdotal evidence. 100%. Now, there are people who transition to male to female and detransition later too. It's just not as nearly as, as, as frequent. And also, a lot of the times they do it not just because of, because they're not trans, but because life is harder as a trans woman than what they thought. Like someone, someone who's six foot four has a Cro-Magnon cave head, caveman brow, you know, trying to live as a woman is not going to, it's not going to be tough. They might try it and be like, I can't do this. And it come, you might, is it like, you might like weigh out like, okay, which right. was more miserable. Right. Right. And, and it's like, so they, they go back to their life, which, and hopefully get therapy. But I mean, it, you know, there are a lot of people who do it for that, or they do it. They they detransition because they miss their wife, mm. they miss their job, they miss like the perks of being a guy, they miss their kids. Like some people don't, you know, after the divorce, they aren't allowed custody of their children, so they're like, all right, it's not worth it. I want to go back. Plus, being perks, being a guy, still pretty good, still pretty good, pretty, still pretty, pretty good, good time to be a guy. Days, you, know, you know, you're still you're still uh forty five and zero in the presidency, so uh <laughs> still holding on to that card, to right? Be like, right, I'm gonna hold that for yeah. a bit longer. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and, and just, there's so much shouting about it. And I feel like, yes. like your voice gets drowned out in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Or I get called a like turf or something like that, which is the opposite. Like I'm, you get I'm, called turfy? um, no, and but I mean, like people are, hint of I mean, people are weird. Like I, m- I remember I did this one, like I, I do a lot of cartooning and stuff like that. I did this one for, um, with trans sports. It was just like, I drew a six, uh, like a seven year old girl holding a mm. soccer ball, a trans kid. And I, I made her soccer Jersey, um, like pink and blue it's the colors of the trans flag and then there's a like a, an older guy a republican like points out goes hey a monster meanwhile there are actual monsters behind him like corporate greed you know and stuff like that but that some of the comments i got from trans people were like insane like i would get like your colors are backwards it shouldn't be it shouldn't be pink then blue then pink it should be blue then pink then blue and it's like are you out of your fucking mind it's a soccer jersey and it's like you got the meta like like it's like Pull, it's like this fucking, is why we lose yes this yes is why like we lose. This, you're fucking and it was some of course it was someone in their 20s it, it was someone who was like him slash they and it's just like and i'm like are, are you out of your, you're fucking 20 years old yeah. don't you don't give me this shit like i've been trans for three quarters of your life okay so and you so don't act like you're you're the fucking expert here you know when, when you date like does this come up do you ever get into like arguments right well usually usually when i'm dating the guy's like it has a ball gag on and he's uh (laughs) handcuffed to the bed so he can't talk (laughs) you found the solution right and then that usually it's just me lecturing him uh and then like letting him go uh and that that's it lecturing him for an hour and then letting him go um now i mean it here's the thing with me i i really i hard i almost i i almost say i don't date anymore uh i would i if I may ask, you're you're in your like early forties, is that? Yeah, what yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, when I date, like I, I dated guys, pretty much predominantly guys for the longest time. What would happen is like all, especially on trans dating sites, and it's a little better now, I'm sure. The guys that would hit on me would be like, they just want to have sex. They don't want to date. They don't want anything. They they don't want to anyone to see them in public. You know, right. it's like like the moped joke. You know, like like they're fun, but no one wants to see you riding one. You, you know, like that. Um, not me. I am proud on my Revel scooter. I nice. Am. Mopeds are, are, are the shit. Uh, at the end of every ride, they give you a little survey. It's like, why would you love? Is the price of this? And there's an option that says, best way to get around. And so there they, we go. Best way to get I around. I mean, some people love a good moped. Yeah. Um, 
but but I mean, if that it felt like that, and it's just like that's not what I'm looking for. I don't, I don't, especially given that I don't have as high a sex drive as I used to. Right. Why would I want to just have sex with a random stranger and that's it? Like like, there's no companionship. And like, if I were to date, like dating, I think I want, you know, I, I want to do things. I want to like have like a partnership. So and and so you I want feel like. Puddles. Yeah, that that's literally it. I just want the cuddles and the uh, someone to take out the trash. That's literally it, one hundred percent. But now I think when I uh, the last time I was dating, I, I went on. I, I had like an OK Cupid or something like that. Or, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a Muslim dating site. I converted just for that. Just give it a shot. And um, <laughs> E Harmony or whatever that Christian one is. Um, oh no, Christian Mingle. Christian that's Mingle. Christian Mingle. That's it. Um, although they would probably love me. Uh, I put. I put. Um, I mean, you do to, give like strong like suburban mom vibes oh, but, like yeah. the tats also say like i will punch you if you touch my kid. right right like, a strong <laughs> like a suburban mom with daddy issues yeah yeah <laughs> who clearly has issues um i i put like that i was looking for men and women and uh i i thought like well maybe i'll start dating women instead because i i do enjoy women i think women are beautiful i love you know looking at women and looking at men i think women are more attractive okay i'm not sexually turned on by them in a weird way like 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 the thought of like vaginas are gross uh okay. penises are gross but so, vaginas are a little worse um <laughs> but looking at you're like this is more pleasant to look at yeah but women in general are like i like talking to women more i think that so so you know and it sounds like i'm trivializing both sexes based on their appearance but i also enjoy like just the company of women so i thought i put both and then i i did have a date with one woman and it just it just i don't know that wasn't for me either so mm-hmm. i'm like all right the other issue I have, like, to, like I'm also, like I said, I'm almost six feet tall. So, like, I think if I were to date someone who is, like, shorter, then I'd feel masculine. Okay. You know, and growing up, like, growing up, like, I hated everything masculine about me, and I always hated that. So, so to invite that into where I feel, like, more, you know, of a, like, manly in a relationship, like, I, I don't know that I, that, I don't know that I could you do that. You want to feel feminine with yeah, the person Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I don't know. When was the last time you were on a date? Ooh. Uh, like a date date, not a like, hey, I'm just going to come over was, and like gag you. It was definitely the Bush administration. Uh, oh, my. No. Oh, um, <laughs> no, I think it was Obama. It was Obama. Uh, the last date. That still makes me sad. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it, it was, that's, yeah, the last time I actually went out on a date. We went to like lunch. It was fun. And then we made out a little bit afterwards. Um, although one of my, I did actually have, uh, like I have had sex, with, oral sex with guys. Okay. Um, I've never actually had anything else though. So what I'm hearing is like you haven't done like you haven't bottomed or. All right. No, I haven't bottomed. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends, I actually have a, a friend who's a porn star in Vegas, and we we actually we actually we went on on a date, and, oh. and it was yeah. Um, he uh yeah he, he took me to a Dodger game. It was fun, and then nothing really happened, and and he, like he was he was very fun. He's very fun. He was just and we was talking about what so. So like I, I don't think I want to have sex with you unless I can film it, you know. And I was like, which is kind of funny and I, like half jokingly. And I was like, he's like, plus you're probably not ready for anal sex. I was like, what? I could totally. He's like, oh yeah, are you waxed back there? And I was like, no, but it's not terrible, yeah, you know. And then, then he's like, oh yeah, did you eat all day today? And he's like talking about all the preparation people go through to have anal sex. I think he's negging you into butt maybe, fucking. maybe. But he's like, look, you're not look. ready. He's like, you don't understand. Like, if you're gonna have anal sex, eat a lot of cheese that morning. <laughs> you know, he's like, all sorts of. Sh- he's like, you need an enema. You need to do all the. Otherwise, it's not gonna be. And if you've never had it before, if you've never had anything up there before, 
my dick's big. No one's going to enjoy it. Yeah. So he's just like this. Now I started thinking like, so wait, so anal sex is just like, you need to prepare for this. Wait, wait, this requires cheese. Uh, this I is mean, what I got to do for the more. Okay. I, well, that's a little different. I think like if Hold you take a of- sex toy, I think like, uh, you can, you know, it's not like crushing, a an erect penis you know i feel okay. like if you have a very tight a- asshole and someone tries to shove a penis in there well, I probably think the isn't comfortable thing had to do with just like the type not of, no you know, shit coming out you're getting yeah no on. shit coming out so i mean but i mean that is like softer for one so i mean like like i'm sure you can squeeze it into places but also if it comes out with like a little shit on it it's probably not as bad as if like it were actually your dick with a bunch of shit on it. That that's seems fair. that seems gross that's fair yeah i i, I can't completely relate to the experience but <laughs> well the night is young, but you, <laughs> but you, you, you were like, so, so you do, you've done some oral with some dudes, and you, yes. but you haven't been on a date uh, in in two presidents. Yeah, well, a president and a half, a president and yeah, a half. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, did any day we oh. could get a notification right now. He dropped. That's and, true. That's true. You know, <laughs> true. True. <laughs> What's the Biden clock at? But but you know, have, is it that you've stopped even trying to get like a I date? I think date? so. I think so. Like I, I gave up on dating sites and like, it's one of those things, like if something happened and I saw, I'm also, I'm, I'm just terrified of dates. I'm terrified of like, like I still don't like what my body looks like, you know, mm. it's better than it was. Okay. You know, it's a lot better than it was and it's not terrible, but I still look at myself and I nitpick all the time. Like, Oh, I, but I, you know, maybe I'll find like, it sounds like a woman to me. So, <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll find someone who's really nearsighted, uh, you know, and can't, you know, and then, then maybe in bed, like maybe he has like callous hands, so he can't feel my body either. Mm. Then maybe I'll just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you want him to feel you up like braille? Right, like sensory deprivation. That's what I want. I want someone who like can't feel or see anything. That, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's just, you just want a flesh body to, <laughs> yes, to grind yes. up. Grind yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. But also funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> also a good sense of humor. <laughs> the only sense he's on that, he's, he has to be able to speak. Uh, right, but right. Taste, right, right, right. I don't want him to taste or smell. Who knows what my breath's gonna be like? You want just uh, someone who's right. recovered from the worst case of COVID? Then yes, senses back. yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. And also has like not, not very good sense. Like his hands are numb, so he can't feel me <laughs> or see me. Otherwise, you know, the perfect guy. The perfect guy. Right. And tall. It's just so weird that, like, you're describing the perfect guy as one who can still speak. Like right, when you right. said ball gag in the mouth, I think there are a lot of like women listening, being like, "This lady's got the right idea." <laughs> That's yeah. that sounds like a great guy. No, I, I don't mind. Like I most of my no, I don't know. I don't know because I, I think maybe it's because I hang out with so many comics and comics are predominantly guys. You yeah. know, like at the cellar, like I I find I have fun talking to most guys. Um, I just have more fun hanging out with women. Like last night, I was just hanging out with like some of the women. We were at the the uh, WGA awards. Uh, no. uh, yeah, humble brag. Are you, uh, are you were you nominated yeah, for a thing? Uh, I wrote for Inside Amy Schumer, and we won. I know, I know. How, how this is my first official thank you uh, speech for no. And I, I heard Michelle Buteau like crush. She was hosting. Yeah, she was I heard great. She, she was great. I saw some of the jokes on Twitter. I was like, oh, she was. Yeah, she had some great jokes. She cool. had some great jokes. Um, <laughs> and Amy was one of the presenters, and she nailed it too. What um, was it like? I like the open bar. That was like the substitute yeah. for the residuals. <laughs> that was so funny. She yeah she she. She really like hit hard in a lot of places. She was great. Um, yeah, I was hanging out with some of the writers there, and, and it was like mostly women, and we were just having so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was great. I didn't even want to go, and then I was like so glad I did, just because you know hanging out with them. So, do, I mean, do you have so much fun hanging out? Like, do you are you ever out and just like thinking like, ooh, like I if I had more confidence, I'd go flirt with this person. Yeah, or? oh, absolutely. I wish I had more confidence to flirt with people, but I I, I don't know. I also don't know if someone's attracted to me well like someone's all like she's so into you or he's so into you it's like no 
You know, I don't know. I, sw- I don't know what it is. But you I, also won't know till you talk to them. I guess. Can you handle the? Rhythm? The last time that happened, um, I was like, it was actually a, a trans man. It was um, in Albany. I was like, just started doing comedy and like, he oh, was called. Cool Albany has those now. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. How about that? I, I know. How about that? It, it was. We were. We were like. We were hanging out a couple times. Like him. Him. Myself. Another guy. Another. Like. Like a bunch of us would hang out every night. You know. And then we were, we were just. Yeah, he texts me all the time. We text each other, just hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And then someone said, you know, he's really into you, right? I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And it's like, no, he is. And then someone else said the same thing. He's really into you. So the next day, we we were sort of out, like just hanging out, like we were going to anyway. And I made a move to make out with him. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I don't like you that way. And I was like, holy shit, I'm oh. such a fucking like that's that hurt. And- Did you tell him? Like everyone told me. To do yeah, and then like, then I told my friends like you're an idiot. He wasn't into me, and she laughed. I'm like, you're fuck you, fuck all of you. Like, and and so since then I'm like, you know what? But maybe no, but I should. Good for you, because like like it's good to make even if you're wrong. Like, yeah, but that was good. like a decade ago too. So you know. Yeah, you need to do that. Like, a little, <laughs> you, need, you need another swing at the bat if that's what you, you know. Look, if you were telling me, Billy, I don't really care about that. I don't. I'm good with my cats. I'm this that. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't push, but it's like if you. I'm also someone who wants love and cuddles right. in a relationship and handle. I don't just want the. Bond all gag right right, right. You, gotta, but you gotta be out there i know that's gotta, what everyone gotta say says. hello gotta I say know. hi my name I is i think a lot of people underestimate how fine and normal right hi my name is as is as an opener when you say hi my name is and compliment you will immediately get some information really? non-verbally all right. at least all right. right like the way their that's eyes light up the way they look at you they might say like actually say something that helps but at minimum like you can read some body signals just uh-huh. off of hi my name is and a compliment and based on their reaction right smile that, no smile there we go. there we go how they say thank you uh do they just ignore me entirely right that, uh-huh. this is all information either i'm stopping or i can pursue or you know i can be more explicit if they're just like oh my god thanks and like you're really cute what's your you know i'm i'm joanne i don't know Right. So I just think you get a lot. I think people get too worried about like, I need a pickup line or I need this. Like, how about just say like, hi, my name is. And that's interesting. Nice. All right. All right. I'm still probably not going to do it. But thank I, you. I just, uh, I just, but I now I know. That for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm putting that in my bag of tools. Yeah. My dusty bag of tools. It is a good bag of tools. In to the have. dusty tool shed. Well, you know, now you're sounding like a lesbian. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, true. All right. Uh, it, it might be time to get Lex right, out I'll there <laughs> and uh, get that on the phone. I'll put it in my dusty sewing kit. How's that? <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, would you be disappointed if you went the rest of your life without, like, not that really. companionship? Uh, not really. I think I'd be fine with it. Okay. Quite honestly. Do you view yourself as having, like, a, a strong relationship with your work? Um, I do, but also I have a stronger relationship with my TV and my recliner. Okay. Yeah, I bought a TV and a recliner this past year, and uh, yeah, you bought heaven. a recliner in heaven. New York City. Heaven. Wow. Yeah. Like pre-transition, did uh-huh. you, what was your dating life like? Um, I dated women, okay. but that was more like a, I think I should date women because, and I also thought like, oh, I'll never be able to transition, so I should probably just date women, try and find someone, marry them, you know. Um, did you have any like serious relationships? No, I, I mean, I, I did date someone in college for a couple years. But it was also it was just like it was like I hated every minute. I only did it because I thought I was supposed to. What would you hate about it? Um, like like I wasn't really into into her. You know, I I didn't. I mean, like she she was fine looking and she was attractive. I just wasn't really into it. I didn't feel right. It's like I wasn't a guy. 
you know, like to try and pretend to be a guy in this relationship with a woman when I like don't feel like a guy. It was just so, mm. it was just weird. And it was just like, it's so depressing to me. So, um, and then even like I tried one date with a guy and it was like, wait, this doesn't work either. I'm not a guy with another guy, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's just like then, And finally it's like, you know, maybe you can at least try transitioning, at least see if you can. And then, um, yeah, and that was that. What, 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 do you remember what your first date or few dates were like post-transition and mm-hmm. how was it very different? Like, um, you say like I was on a date with a guy, but like as a guy, that doesn't feel right. But like right, right. being on a date once you were like, well, now I'm starting to feel like a woman. Right. And yeah, I actually, it, it did. It felt like, I mean, it was nice. It was nice to have someone like, like put their arm around me, you know, for, and the, the, it just felt nice, you know, and making I'm out was nice. smiling so big right now. Aw. Because it's like, I can, I can, I'm like, I'm feeling what that could have felt like. Right, like, right. Finally, someone put it around me. Yeah, I yeah. I don't have to and it was like, do it. Right, right. It was like, I don't have to be the, the you know, it was just like, and yeah, it, it, it was really nice. It was really nice. Um, I mean, nothing ever lasted, but that, it is what it is. But like, it felt more real yeah. and, and correct for you. Right, right. Were there any other like subtle differences like that? Like the arm around? Um, like being big, like getting to be small spoon? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Or just like like sitting on the couch and like like you you know I'll lean back on him, you know, or I'll I'll put my head in his lap, and it just felt like uh, it it was just nice. So, and saying that now, it's like yeah, that but we'll see. So I'm I'm open, but I'm not looking. Mm-hmm. That's how I put myself. Meanwhile, you you walked in here, you're like I don't know, it's gonna be could be pretty boring. I don't right, know right. what we could ever what we could do. I know, I, I know, I know. This is a this is a pretty this is a pretty flawless 52 and a half minutes. Oh, nice. Nice. I, I I just feel like I think a lot of trans trans women especially are have such great sex lives or mm-hmm. such interesting ones. I have a friend who's who's trans. She's uh hasn't had the surgery uh and she like all she does is top guys. That's it. She's yep. like, she's like, you know, I don't like being a bottom. I'm just gonna top guys. Guys come over all the time. She tops them. Just has like casual sex, like a guy, and she loves it. So yeah, but now, now I will say this, and I do not know if this is not the right way to, uh-huh. like, to phrase it. I, I, you'll politely tell me, right? Absolutely. Um, I'm sure someone might be more pissed than you might be. Uh, listen, but so it's like I met some toppy trans women. Uh-huh. Boy, do they still act like toxic dudes? Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm just like there's the the, the the estrogen didn't hit a certain right. part inside <laughs> because you are like being a real dickhead right, right now. Right, right. You are. I can see that. I can and see aggressive that. and like mean. Yeah, I I can 100 see that. I'm so curious. To, I would be so curious to read a book that talks about like trans people with toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. <clears throat> both trans women who like the the elements of toxic tm that have like retained or never left right uh and then also trans men who may try to whether naturally or because they think that's how to be a man right add toxic masculinity there's, to themselves there's a lot of trans misogyny as they call it like like yeah so um there's a lot of it like both in both both directions like some like people who transition and still have the same like and i think a lot of times I don't know. It's hard to describe it. A lot of like, there's a lot of aggro trans men out there yeah. I and mean, a lot of great ones too, but it, um, that aren't, but it's out there for sure. And I'm like, is that the, is that the tea talking or is that like something they're doing almost performatively? Right. Cause like, well, if I want to be a man, like this is how you be a man. I think it's probably both. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know there's no doubt testosterone makes you more aggressive for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like proven, but, um, 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of a lot of trans women that just like grew up in that era, and then they still have that attitude, like like you know, women belong in the like like you know like like it. Any anytime I see like some of those, um, someone like in their fifties or sixties, like who's uh, cis male, but they they cross dress, you know that era and the way they were raised, I think sometimes it shows like they'll wear like the girliest of outfits. It's like, like that's not how women dress, you know? You know, maybe there'll be some studies about it, but like I would read a book all about just like what people who move from one gender to another, what like gets retained? Like, or yeah. like what's, what's still so ingrained from being socialized in a way? Are you, you know, with some of the legislation that's coming out, or, you know, Tennessee just did the the, the drag oh, bill t- thing. Tennessee, South Carolina, yeah. Iowa, Oklahoma. Did they I all mean, pass? I know Tennessee's just passed. But yeah, I mean, Oklahoma just introduced one. Uh-huh. That if you're a publicly funded hospital, you cannot do any gender care. Well, in terms of any perf- age, as a comic, so. I was going to say, like, some of these performing bills, mm-hmm. are you nervous about where to per- even perform stand-up comedy, right. normal oh, that's stand-up, yeah. um, as a trans woman? No, I never even thought about that, honestly. And I'm sure I will be in Tennessee this year. I want to go on the road and hit all these states and be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Uh, um, I do have one last question for sure. you. It comes sure. uh, from uh, the Champagne Room, which is our Discord okay. server. Y'all should come on in, hang out. Uh, Patreon members uh, get to ask questions for my guests in the Ask the Guest channel. Uh, Chuck G ha- had a question for you. He's, uh, he, he wanted to know. What performer or comedian got Jay into wanting to pursue comedy as a career? How has comedy as a career been for her as a trans person? And has she seen any evolution in audiences in how they respond to her and her material? Um, yeah, I, th- I think for the most part, I, I, yes, there are. I think only one time has someone, like maybe twice someone's walked out once I said I was trans. But for the most part, like crowds Wait, they great. walk out when you say it? Yeah, as if they're yeah like, right when I, I say I'm trans. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, crowds And the part of you go like, oh my God, thank you. Like, yeah, I'm like, all right, all right, fuck face. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, like that, that's so sweet. Um, <laughs> you didn't know. Um, I think some of my earliest influences, like, um, well, Mitch, I, I mean, uh, I think the first comic I ever saw on Letterman was Jake Johansson. Wow. Nice pull. Yeah. Yeah. He was the kids great. today. Don't and know was, who that is. He's yeah. in the aristocrats. Well, he was like one of those guys. He did Letterman like 40 something times. Yeah. It was insane. And like, that was the coolest thing to go downstairs and watch Letterman to sneak downstairs late at night and see comedy. He was one of the first. And then there are other, I mean, uh, Joan Rivers was always great. Don Rickles, I think was great. Some of those older. And then as I started to, um, listen to more comedy, uh, Jesselnik, Mitch Hedberg, mm. you know, you can't go wrong with those two. And Sarah Silverman. Um, those are my favorites for sure. Um, I don't know, what was it? And then the thing was just, um, you know, how, you know, I think you addressed like, you know, have, have you seen an evolution in how audiences, you know, react to yeah. your presence and your material? Absolutely. I mean, I think when I first started. Because you've been like, doing this a long time, we should also say. Yeah. Like, uh, I met you. nine. I started. So 2008. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So um, it'll be what? 14 years in October. Um, Like when I first, like at first I didn't even tell people I was trans. I just didn't want to like be pigeonholed quote unquote as a trans comic. So I thought I just want to tell funny jokes. That's it. Um, About three or four years in, I started talking about being trans and it was great. You know, I get a great reaction, but then I think at the time, like it was like, it was less known then. So like, even though people didn't know what trans was, they weren't really like 
super up on it. It was more like an obscure thing. And now everyone knows it for being trans Yeah. Um, and no matter where you go in the country. So, I mean, like that Nebraska thing, like, like there are people who didn't know a lot of stuff or, or had the wrong idea, but now you see it everywhere. Mm. Um, and I think, I think just, it's been great, but it's also the country's just become so, so dichotomized or it's just, you're either pro trans or anti trans for some reason. And it, the fact that this happened, it made it, it's weird. It's very weird for sure. Mm. That's probably the worst thing. But but in New York, it's been it's been great. And and the fact that you just, I think there are still places where I think they don't want to listen to me. You know, like I don't think they'll want me to perform in certain areas, yeah. you know, or certain clubs because I'm trans. But you know where I'm I mean, at you now. Turn down gigs because of that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, I have been. Yeah. People have turned. People have turned me. Have like, um. There's one club like Mitch Vatel wanted to bring me along as a feature. Mm. And they said no because they didn't want a trans person. This is like 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 five or six years ago. So, um, but I think it's now people are just like I don't know. I, I think it's gotten better and it's gotten worse. But um, you know where I'm at now, I'm pretty happy. So I can't complain. Good. Good. And I think like for any opportunity that's been where the door was shut in my face, I think one has opened up in, in that cheesy way. Like um, like I, I do a lot of like uh conferences and things like that as a for trans people yeah. which i wouldn't have that so killer yeah well jay you know where thanks for coming by i've got like no uh, it's great seeing you again can we start working on the calendar for uh, uh 2031 maybe 2033 sure. I don't know, give or take uh, yeah yeah let's pandemic see where, if one right. happens again let's see what happens yeah let's see what how much of us survive the uh the, the climate change apocalypse <laughs> first and then we'll then we'll talk well in the meantime you know where can people go to find you follow you you know watch you sure. tell jokes uh well, I have a special coming out. It, well, it'll be out March seventeenth. I don't know when you, when this is, this is coming out, but it'll be so, St. Patrick's it'll be Day out next week. Next week, next Tuesday, yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Daddy's girl. Um, <laughs> you can listen to that. It'll be on, you can see me on YouTube. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, just J A Y E McBride. Uh, TikTok. I just started doing. We'll see. <laughs> ah, I feel that's a lot of attitudes about TikTok. And we'll I'm a see. regular at the cellar. So if you ever want to come. Come see me at the cellar. Sometime. Best comedy club in the city, possibly the country. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. You can't, for you can't sure. go wrong with, with the cellar. Absolutely. So if you can get tickets, absolutely. That place is sold out a lot. But if you can get tickets to see Jay at the at the cellar, you gotta go. Yeah, I highly be, recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like you know, Chris Rock was popping by last week, mm. just showing up. It was yeah. great. Well, well, Jay, uh, thanks again. This was great, and uh, you know, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? All right, goodbye, everyone. If any of you like were curious, I, I did ask her after we recorded if she would ever do stand up naked. And she said, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> she was like, well, have you ever had like a trans comic on? I was like, ah, uh, n- no, we had a non-binary one, but not. trans." And then I was like, well, would you? And she's like, it's not going to be me, dude. I'm all for booking funny people with diversity in mind. But I got to say, with a naked comedy show, you got to give some cut, cut, cut someone some slack. I, you know, I take the funny comics I can get with that one. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to Daddy's Girl dropping on Friday on YouTube. I'm going to check it out. Hope you do, too. I have links to all of Jay's stuff in the show notes. I got links to all of my stuff in the show notes. The best and most private place to discuss this week's show with other listeners is in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room. Have you not downloaded Discord yet? What are you doing? Discord, it's the future. Go Nitro. You can join the conversations today at manwhorepod.com slash discord or click link in the where show notes. 
If you want to share your thoughts, your comments, your criticisms, your feedback personally with yours truly, if you need some help, you need some advice, if you want to tell me your tragic stories of dating a podcast bro or an aspiring Instagram travel blogger, you can shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. Do you like books? I think I know you do. As you know, we have a lot of authors who come on the pod to promote their stuff like Hallie Lieberman. Lindsay Miller with her new pegging book out that she co-wrote with Cooper Beckett. You can now support independent bookstores and an independent slut boy in Brooklyn by doing your book shopping at Billy's Slutty Bookshelf. Visit bookshop.org slash shop slash Billy. Gosh, that's a mouthful. You can also just go click the link in the show notes. Do all your book shopping over there. I get a cut on the back end, and you're guaranteed that your purchase came from an independent bookstore, not the Burns and Noodle or the Zamanon, because those places are low-key kind of evil. And if you do visit Billy Slutty Bookshelf, you'll actually see some lists I've created, uh, all my favorite history books, my favorite sex and dating books, and there's also a list just of all the books by Man Whore Podcast guests. I will thank you uh, in advance for adding some ethics into your shopping practices. Okay, everybody. Next week, we got another stand-up comedian. Uh, I should be having on Gabe Malika. He's got a, a one-man show that's uh, about to start running again in New York. And it's all about being like a man in your 30s and trying to make friends. And I saw that and thought, fuck, that is relatable. So I invited him on the pod. And I was like, yo, can you want to do the podcast or like be friends? No big deal. I know some of you were room for me and Vishal, but the boy seems busy. Uh, I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna keep pursuing that that track, but we'll see. <laughs> stay friendly, everybody, and stay slutty. Mm-hmm.